Hello there, this is Dr. Alan Hedberg, and this is the Psychology Report. I'm glad you uh, tuned in today to join me on this topic. It's an important one. It's an issue that um, comes before us all the time, if we're parents, and we have children. Here's the um, context of this. In my clinical practice, in my office, I see a lot of children. I see a lot of teenagers. I see a lot of families. One of my standard questions for children and teenagers is, do you consider yourself smart? Do other people consider you to be smart? Are you smart? And of course they smile and they laugh and they giggle and don't answer. It's an embarrassing question to answer because they can't really say that they're smart because that would seem arrogant. But they don't want to say they're dumb either. So it's a kind of question that you get no answer to. But that's okay. I use it as a, making a point. And here's the point I make. Smart is not how much you know. Smart is, can you figure it out? Can you solve a problem? Can you figure out a puzzle? Can you perform a task and learn it first and do it? Can you just learn? And over the course of time, you learn how to learn. So in that context, I help them put, it in, put themselves at ease. Everybody's smart in some way. Everybody's smart to a certain degree because there are different kinds of smart. Now, one of the other kinds of people I see in my office or types of people I see in my office are children with Asperger's. It's a form of an autistic type of behavior. In Asperger's, we have the child is very, very smart and very bright and very knowledgeable and very precise in one area of information. They know a lot about baseball, but not very much about anything else. Or they know quite a bit about music, or they know a lot about railroads, or whatever it might be. Some area of expertise. But on the other hand, their social skills are very poor. Social skills are extremely anemic. So they're smart in one way, but not in another. So you have to help the child and the parents understand that this child is unique and has a degree of smart and has a degree of capability and because of that can make it in life if we understand the area of smart and work it and develop it and train it and corral it so that it's worth uh, a degree of success in the marketplace of life. Now recently I came upon a book it's entitled Eight Great Smarts by Dr. Kathy Couch. Now, Dr. Couch uh, is a professor. She's a child uh, specialist, child development specialist. And uh, in this book, she identifies eight ways in which children are smart. Some children are smart in one way and some in another. Some have perhaps two areas of being smart, or maybe three areas of being smart. But every child is smart in some way, and we just have to find it. We have to help the child recognize it. We have to help the child celebrate it. We have to help the child develop it, help the child hone it down so that it works, and works successfully, you know, for them, and that they can use it 
as they grow and as they mature and as they are educated and enter into the marketplaces of life. Let's take a look at the eight great smarts that Dr. Kathy Kush identifies and see kind of where you are or see where your children are in this. It's not whether they're smart or not, but how are they smart? That's the, that's the question. This is the kind of smart that comes from training and learning and being exposed to experiences. And it's the kind of smart that we're born with. So it's nurture and nature. It's a combination of the two. And it's up to us as parents to nurture them and to train them and to build them up in their area of smart that they were born with. Okay, the first one she identifies is Word smart. Now, word smart children read. Word smart children write. Word smart children listen, and they communicate, and they speak, and they speak well. They have a language above their age, if you will. They've advanced beyond their age in their word and their language systems. They have what we call wordsmith ability. They have intellectual verbal ability. They have linguistic ability. Their left brain is well developed beyond their years. So sure they're smart, but they're, sure they're smart in words, but maybe not in other areas of their life, if you will. Okay, that's number one. Number two is what she calls logic smart. Logic smart are children who have strong reasoning abilities and powers, a quality that is reflected in school success. It's often in they're important for career success, problem-solving, analysis, being uh, thoughtful, being considerate, and kind of being sensible, having a kind of a common sense, if you will, in how to approach life and how to approach situations. These are the kids that are often uh, in engineering and have engineering abilities and interests, technology interests, mathematics interests. These are the subjects that they do well in and they enjoy and have hobbies and work hard in these areas of their own personal experience. So we have word smart kids and we have logic smart kids. Now we go on to number three. These are what they call or what she calls picture smart. Picture smart. These are the children who are intelligent in the area of visual world, the visual world. That is, they can understand maps and diagrams and charts and pictures. They have this kind of visual ability to understand the world visually and can pictorially put the world in place and understand it. They can transform an idea into a picture or into a sketch or into a draft of some type of, of uh, format, uh, artistic format, if you will. So that's picture smart. That's a visual, spatial world experience that they enter into and live in. Okay, what about number four? Music smart. Music smart. These are the kids that are drawn to rhythm and to melodies. And in their head, they're always humming and thinking of a melody. They're whistling. They're making sounds in their head, uh, which comes out as kind of a musical tone of some type. They generally have the ability to sing or play an instrument or keep time to music, and they tap, and they play drums, and they uh, enter into this world of just the flow of, 
ideas or the flow of sound and the flow of music in their life. Whistling, humming, rhythmic body movements, in kind of like a sense of music, if you will. That's being music smart. Now, there are kids who are what we call body smart. They're talented in the control of their body, the movements of their body. They're often in athletics. They're often in gymnastics. They're often in uh, drama or dance of some type, where they have motor movements, large motor movements, small motor movements, but activities in which they are drawn to uh, include kind of carpentry and building models because it's their body, it's their, the extension of their body into the world. It's the body movement with which they communicate and interact with in their world. Then we go on to number six, nature smart. These are the kids who are smart in the enjoyment of animals or the relationship with animals and plants and minerals and rocks and formations and geography. They're nature smart. You know, geology is an area of great interest. The rocks and the minerals, they just really get involved in that kind of object part of our world. And they're indoors and they're outdoors. But they relate to the world through the aspect of what we call nature. The animals, the plants, the minerals, the rocks, the formations, the shapes of our environment. Now we go on to another one. Number seven. People smart. This is the one we're thinking now and waiting for. People smart. These are the kids that are social. These are the kids that have mood uh, disorders, if you will, or they're very affected by mood. People affect them. They affect people at the mood level. Uh, their desires, their abilities to see the world from another person's point of view, the ability to relate to others, the ability to connect with others, to have social intelligence, be empathetic, to be compassionate, to be caring, to be thoughtful of others, to be helpful, to, to be a caring person. They often become nurses, they often become doctors, they often become psychologists, if you will. They often become salespeople, because they interact with people. People is their world, and that is the world of success you know, for them. They become very leader-oriented, because they want to involve themselves in the lives of other people, and to lead other people in paths of goodness and uprightness. And then lastly, self-smart. Self-smart. The ability to understand themselves, their own personal strengths and their own personal weaknesses and appreciate them and live and behave accordingly. They are satisfied with being alone. They're reflective. They're intuitive. They're self-disciplined. They're self-driven. They're driven by their own personal goals that they set before them. So the self-smart is kind of the, uh, the child that doesn't have a lot of social friends, might have one friend, might have one close friend, or one deep friend. But generally speaking, they function in a world of their own and by themselves. And they can enjoy it and can appreciate it and can feel comfortable. So you see, smart is not just intelligence from what we think about as having the ability to read or the ability to have a vocabulary, the ability to do math, or the ability to solve a problem. I mean, that's all part of it. 
but there are many different kinds of smart. And if we think of it that way, how are you smart? How is your child smart? And then use that as a basis of developing that child's life, that child's educational experience, that child's social world experience, and that child's work experience and career experience. You kind of build out from that area of smartness because you want to build on that child's strength, not his weakness. You want to build on his strength. Let the weaknesses go. Let the weaknesses be, but develop strength. And if you can identify two areas of strength or three areas of strength for your child, you've done well as a parent and you've done your child a real blessing by identifying how they're smart, in what areas are they smart, and in what ways are they smart, and how that can be the core of their life as they move forward as young individuals and succeed in our communities and our nation and our world and in their work and in their marriages and in their family life and whatever it might be on throughout life. It's how are you smart? So we give our word today to Catherine Clark. The great, the eight great smarts is the name of her uh, book. And you might want to pick that up and see how that might help you focus a little bit more thoroughly with your children or with your child. This has been the Psychology Report and thanks for joining me today. And uh, don't forget going to my uh, website, booksbyhedberg.com. I have a book in there, Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. And I, I talk about ways in which a parent can help a child develop the skills that they have naturally within themselves and use that for the development of their occupation, use that for the development of their social life. So there's a lot of ways in which parents can be very effective as they intentionally raise their children around this idea of how are they smart. Thanks for joining me. This is Dr. Alan Hedberg in the Psychology Report.